Hello, and welcome to the seventh episode of Man Woman Movie. Lucky number seven. I'm Jason Hulls. And I'm Erin Hulls. And this is a podcast where we take turns picking movies. And no matter what the movie is, we both agree to watch it and review it. So here we are, seventh episode. It's it's my turn. Aaron's pick. What do you have in store for us this time? Okay, this is a 19, I'm looking at the overview, a 1989 film. Now, I've seen this already. Okay, okay. 80s were a good era for films. Yeah, yeah well, yes. Okay, so, and this was actually a movie that I kind of liked when I was younger. Okay, so that tells me that you may not like it now. Well, I think I think I would find it a lot more cheesy now. Okay, this could be good. Teen Witch. Teen Witch? Have you ever heard of Teen Witch? I don't think so. Who's in it? Um, nobody that, I mean, let me, let me think. Robin Lively. Okay, so what's this about besides a teen witch? Okay. High school nerd Louise Miller learns from psychic Madame Serena that she's possessed with magical abilities that will begin working on her 16th birthday. When the prophecy proves true, the teenager uses her new powers to get what she's always desired, popularity. (laughs) (laughs) After getting back at some bullies, the young witch casts a spell over hunky jock Brad Powell, but Louise soon learns that getting what you want isn't all it's cracked up to be. Okay. You know what? I actually think that uh, this one could be fun. Like, I, I I don't know if you picked it just to torture me with it, but I think this could be fun. It could be fun. But you know what's really, really strange? I have had this movie as my choice for a while, probably about a good week and a half, two weeks. I knew that this was going to be my next pick. Okay. And my sister, Jill, had already listened to a couple of the podcasts. So she had had listened to them. She liked them. The next morning, she texted me. What does that say? It says two words, teen witch. I read that and I was like, oh my God, that really was my next pick. So I just wrote, Jill, I swear in my life that really is my next pick. So I guess uh, when we come back, I'm either going to say thank you, Jill, or very not thank you, Jill. Well. I will shake my fist at you. Yep. And uh, I don't know if we're going to be able to top that. I'm king. Know it when I snap my fingers and these bodies say short. I'm hot and you're not. But if you want to hang with me, I'll give it one shot. Top that. We just got teen witched. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about this movie. <laughs> I have to say, I saw this movie a very long time ago when I was in high school. Did it hold up? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, okay, so clearly it's supposed to be, like, Teen Wolf. Yes. That came out a few years ahead of it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I can see the parallels for sure. I don't feel like the stakes were as high. I I agree. I agree. You know? Yeah. There was no big bully scene. There was no big... There wasn't... There was no villain. Right. That was what I kind of kept waiting for, and, and that never really showed up, but... Okay, so the opening credit sequence is <laughs> smoky. Smoky on top. I mean, it's full on '80s, you know, which is fine. She's dressed well. I'm just gonna say it like a tramp. 
like an 80s tramp. In, in all red. In all red with her pumps. And she's <laughs> walking around the top of this building with cool guy Brad, who's the hunk. And they're just kind of maneuvering around and dancing on top of this building. We quickly realize, once the credits have ceased, that this is all a dream. It's and a she dream. wakes up. And the first thing she realizes when she wakes up is her creepy little brother Richie <laughs> is up. It presumably, I mean, what time do you get up for school? Six? He's just eating massive amounts of chocolate <laughs> underneath her bed. His face is covered in chocolate. So they get ready to go to school. She gets to school. We got some high school blues rappers. Take it out time and we're feeling cool. Don't really need to be hanging in school. It's okay, we got nothing to lose. Rapping hardcore outside of her locker. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. right directly in front of her locker is the high school blues rapper team. Rapper yeah. team who will <laughs> come back throughout the film and honestly are pretty much highlights. They steal every scene that they're in. The, the rapper dudes are pretty awesome. The one, the main rapper reminds me of Mac from It's Always Sunny yes! in Philadelphia. Yes, I can see that. Yeah. That yeah. is... Like, if I found out that he was Mac's older brother or something, I would not be surprised. That is Sonny Mac. Yep. We we learn who Brad is. Yes. Captain of the football team. He's just the big cheese. He's, he's like Superman. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like he's 30 years old, like every other <laughs> high schooler there. Yeah. I think that's a feature of 80s films for some reason. Most The kids... big hair, the big makeup. Yeah. yeah. So he was like 26. And she was 17. And they get they have some makeout scenes, don't they? Yeah, I guess that would be kind of... I mean... Hope some waivers were signed by the parents. Louise's he was, parents, He yeah. was getting all up on her. They were believable yeah. Oh, yeah, that they were It's a believable couple. So sure. he skews younger. Sure. You know, okay. Her big hair skews older. Sure. Yeah, yes. So we meet her friend Polly. We kind of get a sense of what her life is like in school. And then she's in the locker room. Tell our listeners what the new cheer is all about. We like boys. It breaks out. So fab. Wow. Full on dancing. For a second, I thought you tricked me and I thought we were watching another musical. <laughs> but it's just We Like Boys. And then it was just them dancing around in their their underwear and their um, little little onesies. Now, I was a cheerleader in high school. We never had cheers that had anything to do with liking boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Louise throughout this is just sitting around. And then she's out. She goes into the little football field. And Brad is stripping down. Mm. On the football field and starts doing shirtless exercises. Sure, why not? And he's he's super built for a 16-year-old. Yeah, because he's not 16. Correct. He's 26 years old <laughs> and probably did a lot of weightlifting for this movie. So yeah, he catches her looking. We figure out that Louise and Brad actually cross paths a lot because then she's auditioning for a play mm -hmm. with him he's the the male lead she wants to be the female lead doesn't get it she's the assistant costume but person. she should be and i think that's kind of the point that they're trying to make is she auditions and she's perfect for the role because her audition is flawless and she's great and yeah. the acting is 
amazing. And then she finds out that she misses out to a popular girl, even though she should have gotten the part. I think at least I think, that's yeah, I can see that's yeah. what I got. And and yeah, popularity is a, is pretty much the theme of this movie, yes. like of how to deal with popularity and what it can do and how it can ruin right. your life. Correct. Um. So later that evening, she's going home. She's depressed. Brad accidentally runs her off the road. She's on her bicycle. And he's making out with a cheerleader in his car, runs her off the road, he tries to help her. She's not interested, but then she realizes she popped her bike tire. Right. And then she goes to a payphone, because she doesn't want his help. She goes to a payphone and puts the money in and then realizes that the wires are cut on the payphone. Mm-hmm. So she's having a bad night. She sees the house of Madame Serena. Louise goes inside Serena's and pretty much is told that she's a witch, and on her 16th birthday, she's going to get powers. Yeah. I don't know why on 16th birthday. That's yeah, just yeah. the just movie law. The way. <laughs> so, it's like her birthday the next day or something? Yeah, it's, it was supposed to be the next week, next but it was scene. like, the, yeah, six seconds later in the next scene. Nobody comes to her birthday party, her best friend Polly says, because some other popular girl's having a, a party... And everyone wanted to go to that, so... Like anyone would have come to hers anyway. Yeah, yeah, so it's another crushing loss for Louise. Did we talk about the scene where... How she's so embarrassed. She writes this poem about Brad and his kisses all over her. Or something <laughs> cheesy like that. And her brother's reading it. And she grabs it out of his, his chocolatey hands. And she takes it and she, she really quickly puts it in her binder. Just so her mom doesn't see it. And so now her her chocolatey, sticky Brad poem is stuck to her homework assignment. Yes. And sure enough, the teacher gets a hold of it and reads it to the whole class. Yes. And she's mortified. Yes. And hands it back to her. Yeah. So everybody knows who wrote it. Brad knows it exists. <laughs> Later in her, her drama class mm. her drama teacher gives her this pendant right yeah what did the did, did they say where the pendant came from no just I, the pendant was here it is the drama it, teacher hands it, it to just her. here because the, the drama teacher had no idea where it came from yeah and so uh louise checks in with serena and finds out that that's kind of like the source of her magic powers and if she's she, yeah. she belongs to the pendant the, pen, the pendant belongs to her and they kind of go hand in hand as right. far as the witch powers go. Mm-hmm. Shortly thereafter, Louise is asked by the main cheerleader, Brad's girlfriend, to go on a date with her cousin, David. Right. And he shows up. He wrote down his name. Just nerd city. Just big hair, glasses, bow tie. I mean, pretty much like if you wore that today, it would be like some weird nerd chic thing and and so they go to a dance together, and she gives herself a makeover in the bathroom. On the way home in the car, David no, just gets... They're, they're, they're going on to their party. way to Kiki's. Oh, to, to go to another party. David is just acting like a crazy raper. And, like, <laughs> starts just trying to get on her. He's driving, and he's just pawing at her and wants to kiss her. He says, like, let's do it. While we're while, driving. While we're, yeah, while we're moving. Yeah, that's it feels like a different movie. Like crash or something he's just creepy so she screams i wish you would leave me alone and poof gone done disappears the only part of him that that remains is his glasses so she's freaking out stops the car interesting thing david never comes back 
You know what? That's a good point. She talks about him again, mm-hmm. but they never say if he came back. Yeah, there's no like missing persons or, hey, why is the car here with his glasses and he's gone? I never thought about that. Yeah, he's just, he's done. He's, no wow. one knows where he went. Wow. So, that's a little disturbing. But she gets home and turns her brother, Richie, into a dog. That's right. That's right. Because they he was saying, or no, she said, whatever you say. Bounces off me. Me and sticks to you. Yeah, like the I'm rubber, you're glue thing. Rubber, right. And, and he says, no one wants to come to your party, Louise, because you're a dog. Right. You're a dog. So it bounces off of her and sticks to him. And he becomes a dog. <laughs> it's Freaked a cute out. dog. Yeah. Yeah. She wants to hide him because the parents come home. So for some reason, there's a bubble bath there. Already pre- oh, done. pre-made. Yeah. And why does she hide the dog in the bubble bath? That seems like a terrible I, idea. I, <laughs> there's closets around the house. You're going to drown the little dog. But as soon as she dumps the... the as soon as she dumps the dog... Into the water, he turns back into himself. Into the brother, right. Yeah, so they, I don't know, like something about water reversing some spells, and her spells aren't very powerful yet. because she's so new. Yeah, Madam Serena explains all that business. And then also reveals that she has the power to turn a piece of coal or like rock into money. Yes. That's where I sort of sat up and took notice. If if I had powers, I'd want to make stacks of money. Especially, they turned a lump of coal into a bunch of 20s. And Madame Serena says, do you want to try it with hundreds? And and Louise gets scared and she says no and runs away. I was like, hell no. <laughs> yes, I would want to try that with, with hundreds. Absolutely. <laughs> that th- th- See, this is where if this movie was made today, it would be a way different movie. We yes. should talk about that when we're... at. Done with the synopsis. That's true. How this movie would be different. Yes, you're right. Louise practices some magic at a park. Whatever. She turns on a merry-go-round and stuff. And then she ends up using a truth spell on the cheerleaders. Yeah. And they just start tearing into each other because they start saying what they really think of one another. And that's another thing. Later in the film, they're just all friends again. You know, there was no moment where, like, you saw them make up because they were enemies yeah. Because they tore each other down, but you didn't ever see them kind of make amends. That's true. She wants to cast a love spell mm. on Brad. Brad. Serena is explaining how this works about the same time as she turns a frog into a man. Omni transformatum. A dapper man with slicked back hair and a suit. And she says, I've waited so long to hear you speak. Talk to me. Talk to me. And he just opens his mouth and just ribbits. (laughs) (laughs) Louise brings over Brad to study because he needs help with an English paper. She gets him to sit on the bed like she's supposed to. And she's about to do the spell, but she can't do it. Right. She decides that she wants Brad to like her for her and not because of a spell. Whatever. Yeah. So then... Once again, the same teacher from before who embarrassed her embarrasses her again the next day. And she uses a voodoo doll 
to make him strip in front of the class. Does, uh, does it seem hot in here? Let's face it. We've all dreamt of doing that to somebody. Making them strip? Well, making a voodoo doll of somebody. <laughs> and that's another thing, listeners, in the comments. We would love to hear who you would make a voodoo doll of. Yes. Tell us some stories. Yes. That would be fun. We can keep it anonymous if you want us to keep it anonymous. Of course, of course. So then, as Louise gets home with this voodoo doll, and the, the teacher is being you know, reprimanded. She drops the doll or something and the mom finds it and yes. throws it into the car wash. No, she or, throws no, it She in. throws it into the washing machine. He walks into the car wash. So then the <laughs> drama teacher wins the lotto. Coincidentally. Right. I, that no. was never attributed to Louise. Yes, it was. Was it? Yes, absolutely. Well, she said, I have you to thank, but she's like, I never even bought a ticket. It, so, that's because Louise did it. But okay, so but we didn't ever see Louise do that. You just know, but Louise we know did she it. wanted something good to happen for the drama L- teacher. L- yes, the and drama teacher was so good to Louise and was just a good influence on Louise. So she helped her, of course. And she brought the Argentinian man Armando Legando into Armando. her life. Armando, and of course, when the the close up happens on Armando, there was like the the like Mexican music. Yes, happened. yes, he was. Yeah, he he's part of the lotto package, I guess. But mm. so I, I wrote his name down because I just wanted to say it, Armando Legando. <laughs> and they're gonna go around the world together. So the drama teacher goes on sabbatical. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. Louise is happy about that, and so she's riding around on the bike with Polly, her friend, and then, and then, okay, I. I mean, that was a good scene with Armando. Let's see if you can top that. <laughs> see what I did? I, I see it. I like it. And I'm going to build on it. So, my sister Jill, your sister-in-law Jill. Yep. This is the scene, the reason why she wanted to, to suggest this movie was this next top that. Amazing rap scene. What's this? Stop that. Put gears. Stop that. I don't really give a about trying to stop that. Stop that. Big deal. Stop that. Unreal. You can try to you blue. I will make a fool of you. Stop that. Jay, like I said, I've seen the scene several times. Yeah. Before tonight. This was your first time seeing Top That. It was. You know what? I'm not even going to go any further. Tell me. Um... It was spectacular. If we're going to go all the way back to Justin to Kelly, you know, I talked a lot about the crappy rap scenes. If the rap scenes had been like top that, I might have had a very different opinion of from Justin to Kelly. I don't think there's a way to top that. Okay. What actually happens is these three guys are rapping in the middle of the street, just practicing their flow. And, and do you notice every time the main guy starts rapping... His shirt goes off of his one shoulder. He he well, has happen. a wife beater on at all times. Mm-hmm. And then just like a Tommy Bahama shirt on <laughs> at like all times. Which is another reason he reminds me of Mac. You know Tommy what? Bahama yes, shirts. you're right. So Louise and Polly are riding and they pass them. And Polly likes Mac the Rapper. <laughs> and 
she's nervous to talk to him. So Louise gives Polly some kind of confidence and rapping ability. <laughs> and Polly just takes it to him in the middle of the street. And, you know, they don't... Okay, again. Okay. You don't ever see a payoff. No. Like, they want to get together, but there's never any... Yes! I wanted resolution. to see them get together. I want to see them, like, do another rap. I, just, even... At the final dance scene. They dance together for one song. So after that, this is where things start to take a turn. This mm-hmm. is supposed to be the entry point into the dark part of the movie. Mm-hmm. If you can call it that. Just quickly. Louise wants to be super popular. So sure. Serena says, you got to go get this rock star's jacket yes. and use it in a spell. So yes. she does. She just uses her magic. Her and Polly go to the concert. The rock star is on stage, notices them, and is under the spell. Gives her the jacket. Uh, that rock star, P.S., was also Kelly Bundy in an unaired pilot of Married with Children. That was oh. the original Kelly Bundy? Yeah, but that, I mean, that never went to television. It was just something that got the show picked what? up. Then they cast Kelly, they cast Christina Applegate as Kelly Bundy. Oh, I didn't know so, that. So, yeah, little little fun fact. The, huh. the rock star that's in... That's from our research team? That's our, our research team really dug deep on that one. Wow. Yeah. Yep. They earn their paychecks this week. Okay. So, yeah, fun fact there. Um, and, and the rock star is really only in one scene. So the the spell takes off, and suddenly she's super popular. Oh yeah. And immediately starts crapping on Polly, her best oh, friend. Oh yeah, poor like, Polly. The first morning, she gets oh, up. Sure. Popularity's in full swing, and her friend wants to ride up on a bike and. She gets in the car with Brad and a cheerleader and just zooms Yo, off. Oh, and yeah. Polly's in, like, like, a Corvette. Yeah. Like, yeah. But me. Oh, and, and Louis, like, posters of Louise, like, around the high school. Like, yes. I'm she sorry. shows up to school and yeah. there's people have just hung posters on the wall. With her name on it. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. We've all been to high school and we've all known the popular girl. But, like, let, let me ask you. Yeah. When you were in high school, I'm mm-hmm. sure you can remember. You don't have to say any names right now. But I'm sure you can remember the most popular girl in high school when you were there. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a crew, of course. Sure. Yeah. Do you ever remember just posters of their names? <laughs> just posters with glitter and and little, you know, tassels on, on poster boards hung around the school. Absolutely not. Right. Nothing of the sort. Exactly. That's happening. She's enjoying life. And then Brad decides... To take her to a creepy abandoned building. Oh my god. And it was like murder. It was definitely where someone would go to kill somebody. Oh yeah. I, I don't even know why. Why would you choose that location for the film? How did, right. Like it could have just as easily been they drove somewhere remote and made out in a car. And then oh he's up on a stairway <laughs> and then he takes off his shirt and leaves it on the banister. Right, right. And then he you know disappears around a corner and she goes around the corner and like there's his undershirt or something. So he's like slowly stripping yeah. as he goes up the stairs of this building and she takes off her jacket or something. But then they make out to yeah. saxophone music. Right, of course. And that's pretty much it. It cuts out of that scene. Nothing, nothing, it doesn't go too far. Sure. This is a wholesome film. Right, right, right. So back at Serena's, Louise is wondering if Brad likes her because of this super popularity spell. Or he likes her because of her. So that's something that she can't really get over. 
And Serena's just like, uh, who cares? What's deal with right. it? One is the same as the other. It doesn't matter. Louise wants Brad to really, really like her and not just because she's super popular because of the spell. Yeah. So Kiki gets the lead role in the play. And this is the, the, the role that Louise wanted. So she's, you know, Kiki's all nervous and she's just about to go on to stage. So Louise, with her, her witch powers, says... Kiki break a leg. <laughs> and right before Kiki goes on stage, she trips over a ladder and breaks a leg. And I don't feel like Louise was doing that out of malice, though. No, it not was, at all. It was just an unintentional effect of being not a witch. Not at all. Being a witch. You gotta she watch said your words. The words. Yes, exactly. Yep. So because of that, Louise gets the lead role. But they, they don't, never really show it. They never show it. Like a uh, stage manager or somebody says, Louise, you're the understudy. you got to fill in. Yeah. And, and then, then they like, cut away from it. They right. Don't, you don't see the play. Right. And then her father, who is... Dick Sargent. Dick Sargent, comes into her bedroom and says, oh, I heard you got the lead role. And, but nothing ever comes of it. I mean, you never, you never yeah. see... I don't think you see Dick Sargent out of the house. I think every scene he's in, he's in the house. You know what? That's a good point. You're, I think you're right. Yeah, just random. I mean, observation. Where, where where would you have liked to have seen him? I don't know. Maybe at the play, or maybe <laughs> taking the family for some ice cream. I don't know. After that, Polly has had enough of being crapped upon. She's marching, power walking across the football field, oh, she's and then done. Louise is somehow now a cheerleader. Yeah. I mean, that's just like, I'm popular now, therefore I'm a cheerleader. Louise goes up to Polly and mm-hmm. wa- and is like, where have you been? Yeah, like, I miss you. You're my friend. Yeah. You became a swan, and you left me right in the dark pond. And she just takes off running. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly flailing her arms. <laughs> flailing her arms, pretty much. Power walking away. Yes, it's hilarious. The next morning when Louise wakes up, her brother is dressed like a bellhop. Yes! Where he got a bellhop outfit, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that one's really weird. Yeah, he serves her breakfast in bed because he's afraid of her. Because he, she turned him into a dog. Yeah, so he's just trying to stay in her good graces. Right. I think that's actually his last scene. Okay. I think. Yeah, they never really... This movie was never good about finalizing the characters. Or any subplot. Right. And for some reason, I guess it's out of fear, I suppose... The brother never tells the parents about yeah. anything. No, you're right. There's never a, a realization by the family that she's a witch. But she looks out the window and all the high school kids oh my God. are on her lawn, like groupies, <laughs> chanting for her. With the signs. <laughs> Like, go Louise. We love Louise. <laughs> Another on. thing that never happens. Again. But, you know, it's, it's 80s magic. She sneaks out the back, and Brad Brad rolls up Thank with God. the smooth jazz. Yeah, oh, yeah. The, like, same, the same song every time. It's saxophone. If there's anybody out there in Hollywood that happens to be listening to this, <laughs> and you're in charge of making a film that ha- takes place in the 80s, please just have the cool, hunky guy oh my God. constantly surrounded by saxophone music in the movie. It was awesome. <laughs> no and matter when he showed this up. This time, he takes her... To a rowboat. And yeah. this is where you pointed out, 
What happened to his girlfriend, the cheerleader girlfriend? They never break. I, what happened? I don't do know. You, do you know? No. It's, it's just like assumed that Brad is going to be with the most popular yeah. person. Like, yeah. oh, well, I'm not the most popular anymore. Guess he's going with Louise. There's right. no conver- There's no right. conflict. There's no conversation. And, and, and you think that that's going to happen. And there was an opportunity right there for a villain to arise. Sure. And, you know, to throw some monkey wrenches into Louise's plan. Maybe steal the magic pendant. Something. Oh. Yeah. None of that happens. None of that happens. Yeah. Throw another bad witch into the mix. You know what? That's a good point. You know, hey, there's a young, impressionable high school witch. I can take advantage of this kid. Like, there's nothing. You know what? There's a teen wolf, too. There should have been a teen witch, too. Where that happened. All that stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you bring up a very good point. At the end, well, towards the end... When Louise and Polly get into their little argument, and Polly's just saying, you're too popular for me, I don't like this, and she runs off, they never actually make up. They don't. No. Like, I maybe we're just supposed to assume it happens, but they never actually make no. up in the movie. Because there's the final dance. Brad invites her to the big dance, and she says no. She decides at that point, she wants all this magic, all this popularity reversed. And she goes to Serena and asks about it. And Serena's like, are you sure? But tells her how to do it. For the final dance, Louise shows up with Serena. I guess just because she wanted to bring Serena? No. It was because Serena was there to help her bring it back to how it was before. Because that's what she said. I want things to be back the way that they were before. Yes. And when she got to the dance, she was still the most popular girl. Yes. And everyone's paying all this attention to her. And these guys pick her up. Then the people that are, are holding her up, they put her down. And then the light goes away. And that's the moment. That's the moment that she loses okay. her popularity. But Brad still notices her despite her no longer being popular. And comes over to her and they have this spectacular choreographed dance and they become the perfect couple and then done credits roll yeah it just abruptly ends oh sure do you remember what i said <laughs> that's it it's done where's the what what was the answer to the friends making up or not making up you know did, was louise no longer popular what happened with, with Brad's original girlfriend? What, like, just nothing was answered. Yeah, it, it was just a lot of loose little stories that didn't feel final at the end. I didn't get a really strong contrast between popular Louise and then back right. to normal Louise. Yes. So, what was all of it for? <laughs> what if I were to, right now, tell you that I'm a witch? Um, I wouldn't believe you. You wouldn't believe me. No. I would I'm need to a... see proof. Like, what What kind of proof would you need? Um, if you could, like, make it hail on the house or something. Or maybe, like, remove the all the humidity in a bubble around our house and yard so I could mow without sweating to death. Okay. Then I would, I would believe okay. it. So if I made it convenient for you to mow our lawn, you would believe I was a witch? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so overall, I, I think I enjoyed it. I remember watching this movie when I was in high school and I really liked it. And I thought it was cheesy and I thought it was fun. And I think now watching it again, you see all the flaws 
that are in it and all the things that we talked about and all the things that are missing. Yes. And all the things that should have been added. And I think that's what makes it funnier. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Gives it some charm. Sure. But um, I still like it. And I'm still glad that I picked this movie because I knew, Jay, I know you. And I know the parts that you were going to laugh at. And I knew the parts <laughs> <laughs> that you were going to comment on. And I waited for those. And as soon as they came up, exactly your response was how I was thinking, you know, how I was expecting it to be. So I think it was a good, I think it was a good pick. So if you like what we're doing here, we would just ask you to please give us a good rating on whatever service you happen to be listening to this podcast through. That really helps us. It helps our ranking and so forth. And positive response from the internet is something that we all live for now. <laughs> so if you could help us out, do us a solid. We'd really, we'd really appreciate it. Yeah. I would like to leave the listeners with this one thought. The real magic is believing in yourself. If you can do that, you can make anything happen.